The Wednesday Y'all is on the air. This is the show that is all about the South. If you're just kind of scrolling through the radio dial or you're surfing the World Wide Web and you find this show in Apple Podcast or whatever podcast platform is your favorite and you're like, y'all, what is y'all? Well, this is y'all. This is Talk with a Southern Accent where we discuss news, opinion, politics, movies, music, sports, food, including barbecue, and so much more. And we do it all with the South in mind. And I am lucky enough to serve as your y'all host. I am John Rawl. Rawl rhymes with y'all, by the way. And welcome into this show. If you want to reach out to us here on the show, our number 803-816-1170. And on the World Wide Web, we are at y'all.com, Y-A-L-L.com. In hour two of the program, we're going to have country music talk with Precious Harris. So you don't want to miss out on that. We'll have hashtag hullabaloo coming your way, too. In hour two, in this hour, as we roll on through the hour, we're going to talk with Jonathan Leifheit of CBS Sports Digital and 247sports.com with our ACC report. Jonathan's got all kinds of goodies, including Kelly Bryant, the former Clemson quarterback. He's made a decision, and he's heading off to another conference, and we'll tell you about that. Plus, we'll discuss the ACC's bowl lineup, coaching searches, coaching hires, and so much more. Jonathan Lifehite coming up in the next segment of today's Y'all Show. Well, we start our look at the South right now in Washington, D.C., where the funeral for President George H.W. Bush is going on today. And if you tune in and you hear the priest officiating that ceremony and you're like, golly, he sounds like he might be from the South. Well, sure enough, Reverend Russell L. Levinson Jr. is the family priest for the Bush family, and he will be officiating the official funeral as he is the rector at St. Martin's Episcopal Church in Houston. I saw an interview with him earlier in the week on CNN, and Levinson was at the side of President Bush when he died on Friday night in Houston, Texas. And he has an amazing background. He graduated from Mountain Brook High School in the Birmingham area. Go Rebels, by the way. I think they were the Rebels. Maybe I'm confusing them with Vestavia Hills. I apologize, Mountain Brook alums, if I just butchered your mascot. But he graduated from there in 1980 and went on to Birmingham Southern College, getting a degree in 1984, and went on to Beeson Divinity School. And he was an associate rector at St. Luke's Episcopal Church in Mountain Brook from 1993 to 1997. But he's been at St. Martin's, the nation's largest Episcopal Church, since 2007. So he will be officiating, and he's a very committed Episcopalian. And George Bush, of course very active in the Episcopal Church. So yes, a Southern connection there, not only with President Bush, but the priest officiating the ceremony, Birmingham's own Russell J. Levinson Jr., the priest at St. Martin's Episcopal Church in Houston, Texas, officiating the funeral for President Bush. Now to other news from throughout the region. A woman in South Carolina shot a man in the head after he kicked in her back door on Tuesday And this man, it turns out, was Bruce McLaughlin, who was a 30-year-old who had just broken out of prison. And he he actually beat up a security guard when he escaped from the jail. And he went into this woman's house where she shot him. So do not mess around when you get into this part of South Carolina, Pickens County, between Clemson and Greenville, South Carolina, is where Pickens County is easily, I believe, is the county seat. I don't have the woman's name. I guess it's being held, but she's one heck of a shot and a bad choice by this criminal 
breaking into her home after he beat up a security guard and then fled a jail. And unfortunately, he was shot for his sake and killed. Three teens in Louisiana have been arrested in the murder of a pastor's wife. Janelle Franco Plessy was pulled from her own car and thrown to the ground while she was outside her daughter's home on November 27. Her son-in-law tried to stop the carjacking, but the teens reversed the car and ran over Plessy, and she died later that night from blunt force trauma. The young people arrested include 17-year-old John Trell Robinson, charged with second-degree murder and carjacking, according to New Orleans police. Also charged was Edwin Cottrell, age 18, arrested and charged with being a principal to second-degree murder and a principal to carjacking. Another juvenile who was not identified was also charged. And she was a mother of five who co-founded the outreach ministry Crossover Christian Fellowship with her husband, David Plessy, more than a week ago. And it's being just just a terrible thing. David Plessy calls his wife's death an act of selfishness. And just a terrible thing there. This woman right there with, with eyesight of her family watching, she ends up being killed by these teenagers for absolutely no reason there in the New Orleans area. If you follow the news in the last couple of weeks since Thanksgiving, of course, in Hoover, Alabama, Thanksgiving night, a man was killed by a policeman there at the mall, the Galleria there in Houston, in a case of mistaken ID, it appears. It turns out he was shot in the back by this law enforcement official. The family of E.J. Bradford Jr. say they're devastated to find out the results. They have lawyer Ben Crump, who's been in the national news in the last few years, working for them. But yes, according to a report commissioned by the family, Turns out he was shot in the back three times there at the Galleria in Hoover on the night of Thanksgiving. And this 21-year-old who had served in the military at one time was gunned down senselessly. An investigation going on. A lot of of problems in Hoover as a result of this. And we hope it was a mistake. Obviously, that's all it was. It wasn't anything purposeful. But yeah, somebody did open fire. It wasn't this man, though. And unfortunately... Because he had a gun, someone pulled a trigger three times and shot him in the back for no reason. But we'll see. That's why we have laws, and that's why we go through the system of what's going to happen. In Alabama, prison homicide rate is the highest in all of America, according to a report. Alabama's prisons have the highest homicide rate. And over the last two years, there have been 19 homicides within Alabama's prison system, according to the Equal Justice Initiative a Montgomery-based nonprofit organization that provides legal representation to indigent defendants and prisoners. And that's a 600% greater than the national average of other prison systems between the years 2001 and 2014. So not the best of news for Alabama in terms of prison as they have the largest homicide rate in the country. A little surprising. I know we, back in the summer, we're talking about all the deaths found in the state of Mississippi. Of course, Louisiana's had a bad history with deaths and jails, but Alabama, according to this report, leading the way, unfortunately. Xiao Kanli, a 20-year-old Chinese man, was arrested on September 26 for trespassing on a naval air station in Key West, Florida, and it appears this man took photos of defense installations after trespassing onto U.S. Navy property. He's now been sentenced to 60 days in jail, but he faces the prospect of more time behind bars, according to federal prosecutors. Be on the lookout there. I don't know if the guy was a spy, but he was uh, walking along the fence of Joint Integrity Task Force South at Naval Air Station Key West back on September 26 when he was taken into custody for taking photos of the building with a digital camera and a cell phone. 
The FBI said he entered the country legally, but his visa had expired a week before his arrest. That's one way to get in the country and stay is to be arrested for possibly spying. I don't know if that's what the case is there or not. Hey, how about some great news? Back in football season, uh, maybe the first month, back in the end of September, a game between two universities in the city of Nashville, Vanderbilt University hosted Tennessee State University, SEC versus an FCS team. And the Tigers came in, gave Vanderbilt all they could handle. Vanderbilt nearly lost this game to Tennessee State. Well, in that game, a linebacker for TSU was severely injured. And now his injury is being called, what's happened to him is being called a miraculous recovery. And that is a wonderful thing for Christian Abercrombie, who's from the Atlanta area originally. He was rushed into the ICU after he collapsed on the sideline during that game in late September at Vanderbilt Stadium. And he sent a tweet out this week. It says, I am him. And God is good all the time. Thank you, everyone, for the prayers. And the Tiger player is recovering from this injury. As a blood vessel burst in his brain during this September 29th game, he ended up going uh, into surgery, emergency surgery, that removed the left side of his skull. He's now at a rehab facility in his hometown in Atlanta. His family has been tracking his progress and sharing it with the communion community. And it appears that he's on the road to a full recovery, and that is a blessing. And Stacy Abercrombie, his mom, put a tweet out just the other day that said, This is all God. Pretty cool. The president of Tennessee State University, Glenda Glover, said his story is an example of what the power of prayer can do. And our prayers are with Christian Abercrombie as he continues to improve. And, man, how awesome would it be for him to be maybe not playing football again? If that happens, that would be a, a true blessing. But just to have a normal life and a full recovery after collapsing on the sidelines and being rushed into the ICU back in late September. Go TSU Tigers. Good job there for all those involved with that recovery. Hey, it's Hanukkah right now, and that's a good feel-good story for all of us during this holiday season. Hanukkah began on Sunday night during the lighting of the first candle of the menorah, and this nightly ritual continues for this whole week. Hanukkah commemorates the victory of Jewish revolutionaries, the Maccabees over the tyrant Antiochus, who outlawed Judaism in 167 B.C. And the tradition holds that when the Maccabees restored the temple in Jerusalem, they were saddened to see that there was only enough ritual olive oil left to burn for a day, but it burned for eight days. And the amount of time it took them to prepare a new batch of oil. So for all of our Jewish friends across the South, of which we have many, and Jews have been a big part of the South since its founding, Happy Hanukkah to you in this special time of year. Truly a wonderful observation for that faith. And in the spirit of the holidays, St. Jude has announced the largest one-time donation. $50 million was donated to the Memphis Research Hospital. And this came from a research-based pharmaceutical company and the largest gift in St. Jude's history. The donation came from the ABBVIE AbbVie company, Uh, And it will support construction of a treatment-free floor where families can relax, recover, and connect in a centralized location. And St. Jude is considered a leading researcher for cancer and other life-threatening diseases that affect children. So wonderful news. I know they have commercials on TV all the time and always asking for donations. But the largest donation in St. Jude's history coming in at $50 million. What a wonderful gift here in the holiday season. 
Police in Shreveport, Louisiana, say a woman was accidentally shot in the back by her two-year-old child. This happened early Saturday morning, and the woman and her two-year-old child were in the bedroom when the child appears to have accidentally discharged an unsecured handgun. The woman was shot once in the back, transported to Oshner LSU Health, and she has serious injuries. Police said the investigation of the shooting is ongoing. But yeah, a two-year-old accidentally shooting their own mother in the back. Yikes. Be careful with all those firearms at this time of year and any time. Now, back to our DUM category. We haven't had one of those in a day or two. A Florida Atlantic University student was arrested for allegedly threatening to kill the teacher over an early test. And FAU police say that they traced the account of Rafael DeComas, a 20-year-old student at FAU, and he put a tweet out where it allegedly threatened to kill his teacher for scheduling a an exam, oh my goodness, at 7 a.m. And he was upset that his data structure professor scheduled this final for such an early time, and his commute from Riviera Beach meant he would have to wake up at 5 a.m. And he, he said he didn't mean to hurt anyone, and he tweeted the post out of frustration. But he was charged with sending a written threat to kill or do bodily injury, court records show, and released on a $5,000 bond there in Palm Beach County, Florida. So not happy with the teacher moving up. That is a little early. I don't think I'm going to go try to threaten to kill a teacher over it, but 7 a.m. for a test, a little bit early. I don't know what the schedule there at FAU is. Now, they are the owls, and owls stay up all night, right? So it shouldn't be a big deal to have a 7 a.m. test if you're up all night. Now, as a native sandlapper, here's a story near and dear to me because it's about history, and we love our history in the South, and we darn sure love it in the state of South Carolina. But unfortunately, South Carolina's love of history caused a little bit of a commotion this week as dozens of police officers had to rush to an elementary school in the Florence area after 911 dispatchers heard gunshots and someone pulled an alarm reporting a shooting on campus. But it turns out the gunfire was actually blanks fired as part of a historical reenactment at Delma Heights Elementary School in the PD of South Carolina. No one in that school told us they were doing any type of reenactment, according to a deputy where with the Florence County Sheriff's Department. And 911 called. Again, you can't. You can't even do this kind of stuff in today's world without someone being having their feathers ruffled. And I don't blame them. I mean, we live in a crazy world where people go in and kill innocent people, including in Florence, South Carolina. It was just two months ago we were reporting on here where a man, a lawyer at one time, literally assassinated law enforcement officers coming to his house. I think two or three died there in Florence, South Carolina. But it turns out this was a reenactment of a pioneer encampment going on at the campus in uh, on this Florida, Florence, South Carolina school. And and just a, a, a very good ending there for what could have been bad. Yeah, it was just over two months ago, seven police officers were shot to kill by this gunman who fired dozens of rounds in an ambush in this Florence County, South Carolina neighborhood that he lived in. And now people are on edge. Luckily, maybe the kids learned something at this pioneer encampment. I don't know what kind of Weaponry would be in a pioneer encampment. I've been to a lot of reenactments where they have cannons and rifles, most of which were Civil War reenactments, but nothing to get 911 out for something like this. And that's that's a good feel-good story, and hopefully you all will learn more about your history too. But just don't 
set off any alarms or have 911 called when you have a living history reenactment. Okay? When we come back, we're going to have Jonathan Leifheit of 24-7 Sports and CBS Sports Digital stopping by with an ACC report. Where are all the ACC schools going bowling? Jonathan has the answer, including the Clemson Tigers playing for a national championship, perhaps. All that's right around the corner on the Y'all Show with John Rawl. Please stay tuned. Herpes and L works when you have a cold sore and works when you don't. If you haven't tried this for cold sores, you're missing out. Herpes and L penetrates deep to treat cold sores. It really works. I apply it as soon as I have one. Herpes and L also protects against certain triggers caused by the sun and cold with added SPF 30 protection. I use it in the winter and in the summer to help protect against flare-ups from sun damage. Herpes and L works when you have a cold sore, works when you don't. Uses directed. Where are you going to celebrate the giving season? Skiing on the slopes, basking on the beaches, or hunkering down at home by the tree? Well, wherever you are, there's no better way to say happy holidays than with custom cards, calendars, and photo gifts from Vistaprint. And right now, you can get 50% off all holiday cards and calendars at vistaprint.com. Let me unwrap that deal again for you. That's half off every one of our holiday cards and calendars. There are hundreds of our newest card designs to choose from. Whether you like a splash of festive greens or the flash of luxurious foil. And you can create a year's worth of joy by personalizing calendars with memorable pictures. And a few key dates you never want to forget. Got a favorite picture? We have photo gifts for any budget, like custom canvases, mugs, and more. In fact, you can even upload a photo to Vistaprint directly from your phone. How simple is that? So get merry, get jolly, get 50% off all holiday cards and calendars. Plus, save on other photo gifts at Vistaprint.com. Just enter promo code HOLIDAY. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code HOLIDAY. Hey guys, good news. The expensive little blue pill is now generic, which means you can get the prescription medication to treat ED at affordable prices. And now get your first month supply for just $5 at 4hymns.com slash happy. Hymns connects you with real doctors online who can prescribe the medication. And a pharmacy sends it right to your door. So easy. To get your first order for just 5 bucks, you need to go to 4hymns.com slash happy. That's 4hymns.com slash happy. See website for full details. Not all services through the Hymns platform are available in all 50 states. A little Notre Dame fight song for you here on the Y'all Show. Notre Dame, the sort of member of the Atlantic Coast Conference, as they are, of course, playing in all the sports. But football, of course, we're playing that partially because Notre Dame will face off against Clemson in the college football playoff semifinal. And that should be a lot of fun there in Texas when that game goes down right around New Year's. It is the ACC Spotlight here on the Y'all Show. And with your host, John Raw, we bring in each week Jonathan Leifheit of CBS Sports Digital and 247sports.com. Hello, Jonathan. Welcome into the Y'all Show. Hello. Thanks for having me. Yes, I know you have absolutely been bored and have had nothing to do since we got off the air with you last. That is a far cry from being the truth. Jonathan, we'll talk about all the madness. Let's first start off on our show today about 
a guy who is saying so long to the ACC and hello SEC East, as Kelly Bryant made a decision last night where he's going to leave Clemson and transfer to the Missouri Tigers. Did you see that one coming? You know, no, actually, I didn't. Uh, ironically, most of the rumors had him going. Uh, actually, the latest was to send him to Arkansas. Um, I know he also visited North Carolina. I believe he went down, maybe even talked to, I think it was Miami. And uh, Arkansas was certainly in the mix. And then all of a sudden, out of the blue, boom, there he goes, Missouri. Did, did you think- get, I mean, was there any hint at all that he was considered joining Barry Odom in Mizzou? No, you know, most of the rumors had him uh, actually headed to one of the schools I mentioned. So nobody really expected that. So really uh, kind of out of left field, uh, right. you know, so interesting that uh, they got him. I really thought probably Arkansas had the inside edge. I mean, Chad Morris, who's a, who's a you know former Clemson coach, uh, you know, figured that there'd probably be some kind of connection there, but uh, alas, it was not to be off to Columbia. He goes. Yeah, and not the one in South Carolina, the one in Missouri, which faces the Gamecocks each year, and that will be fun this year when that happens. But Kelly Bryant, Clemson quarterback of the past, now going to suit up for the Missouri Tigers of the SEC. Jonathan, we've got coaching searches and coaching searches coming to fruition to talk about as well. We'll first start off with the University of Louisville and the Cardinals tab Scott Satterfield from Appalachian State to be their new coach. Thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a pretty good hire. Uh, you know, we'll talk about the other searching coach that's uh, kind of ongoing in the ACC at Georgia Tech, and that was a, a name that surfaced in that one as well. But uh, really did a great job. You know, uh, he took over for, I believe, uh, Jerry Moore was the guy's the previous coach at Appalachian State, and he kind of guided them, uh, Satterfield guided them into – from FCS up to FBS, and really, they hardly missed a beat in terms of success. They were a you know a powerhouse in in FCS, and uh, now I think this is in their fourth season in FBS, and and uh, they won the uh, Conference USA championship. <laughs> hold, hold, so, hold on, let's not insult Conference USA. They I'm won sorry. the Sun Belt. Sorry, sorry. I, you know, I get all those little conferences I, I mixed know, up. I know, I know, I know. It is confusing. But no, they're yeah. in the Sun Belt, and they've won it three of the four years they've been eligible to win that conference. Yeah, and that, that tells you right there just, uh, you know, kind of how seamless that transition has been from uh, from FCS to FBS. So Satterfield uh, heads up to Louisville. I think the only concern if you're a, a Louisville fan is Satterfield pretty much has spent almost all of his career at Appalachian State. So, yeah getting familiarity with kind of a, a news news place and uh, you know kind of a, a learning to adapt to, to to coach and recruit at a power five level might be uh, might be what the area of challenge for him well that one coaching vacancy in the ACC solved but Jonathan in Atlanta Georgia it's getting a little restless with the coaching situation there out of nowhere after we went off the air last week Jonathan Paul Johnson decides he's going to retire as head coach of the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets and it's been a week, and we still don't have a hire. You're very close to that program. Let's talk about the decision from Paul Johnson and what's going on with the coaching search. Well, you know, you know, Coach Johnson, you know, he, he came in, and uh, uh, I think he has been kind of thinking about it for a while. And if you listen to his uh, press conference, um, you know, he was talking to, to, uh, to Athletic Director Todd Stansberry and indicated, you know, about mid-year, you know what, this just isn't much fun. And uh, – when it what he always said when it wasn't fun he was going to start looking so there's probably been some indication from uh, Stansberry that he needed to at least get his list freshened up because uh, uh, Johnson was looking at it possibly retired he also indicated that uh, had he not gotten 
uh, Stansberry in there. Uh, Mike Bobinski was the previous athletic director. He probably would have retired a year or two ago sooner. Um, and that is probably a direct reflection of the, the lack of resources that uh, Bobinski had provided his program. And it really made a, uh, Johnson very frustrated. Yep. Now, Johnson's got one more game to coach as Georgia Tech's heading off to Ford Field in Detroit to take on Minnesota in the bowl game up there. Jonathan, you got your winter clothes packed for Detroit Motown? Uh, yeah, I do. <laughs> um, w- when we get to the bowl lineup, I'll, I'll probably uh, start off on my rant on, on how this all played out. But uh, uh, nobody's real happy at Georgia Tech with that particular uh, uh, selection. And uh, if you want to hold off on the rant, or you can let me go now. No, we're going to talk bowls here. we got to keep the audience okay. glued to their radio set and TV okay. set if you're getting this through your television somehow. I don't know how you do that, but hey, we want to keep our audience that we have, our millions of fans, glued to the Y'all Show with our ACC report from Jonathan Lifite. But much more to say about that bowl coming up from Mr. Lifite. So, Paul Johnson, where, where do we stand now with the coaching search? We know Paul Johnson's going to leave. Why is there a delay, or is this just par for the course in Atlanta? A little bit of both. So there, there is a reason for the delay. Um, as you know, there was this little matter of conference championships in the college football playoff. Yeah. And guess who is on that committee? I do not know. How about Georgia Tech Athletic Director Todd Stansberry? Ah, I thought you might be so, going there. So he uh, spent his weekend starting, uh, I believe it was Thursday, uh, Thursday through Sunday, he spent his weekend at uh, Grapevine, Texas, where the uh, college football playoff uh, um, meetings were held. And the, that committee met and, uh, of course, came out with, uh, in my opinion, the, the correct top four rankings. Um, and then uh, beyond that, um, he is also actually uh, tonight is in New York City for the Hall of Fame ceremonies, or, or was yesterday, I guess it was. Um, they've got the College Football Hall of Fame in support of uh, – of uh, Calvin Megatron Johnson uh, ah. who's in, being inducted. So he's had these little uh, dignitary things that he's had to do. So it's kind of put a little crimp in his ability to do the search. So I expect that now that some of that has ended, we'll start to see some movement. It's rumored that he has already interviewed uh, former Georgia Tech uh, uh, player, uh, Ken Wisenhunt. You may remember him, head coach of the Cardinals, took them to the Super Bowl, uh, had a pretty miserable uh uh, outing as the head coach of the uh, Titans. Um, t- Tennessee Titans. Uh, that did not go well for him. And now he's uh, been doing a pretty darn good job uh, with the Los Angeles Chargers as that. And I think uh, he's one of the candidates. There's several others, um, including uh, Jeff Munkin from Army. If if, uh, if they decide they want to go in the triple option uh, direction and stay with uh, kind of the call, P- Paul Johnson coaching tree, that would be uh, an option there. Tony Elliott, uh, offensive coordinator at Clemson. Uh, he's on the list. Uh, Scott Satterfield was on the list, but obviously he's off. Uh, and then you've also got some others uh, like, uh, let's let's see, Jeff Collins, head coach at Temple. He's a former Georgia Tech assistant. Um, he's rumored to be uh, lobbying heavily for that job. Uh, and then, of course, uh, let's see, who was the other one that was on there? I saw somewhere uh, on your website, Mike Norvell, the head coach of the Memphis Tigers. Yes. Mike Norvell is also rumored to be on the list, at least somebody they may talk to. I get the impression he may not be at the top of the list, but I think he's at least somebody they'll take a look at. And also I saw a name Brent Key. Brent Key, yes. He is the uh, offensive line coach for the University of Alabama. He was also a lineman at Georgia Tech in the uh, kind of in the mid to late 90s. And then 
Uh, you might remember when George O'Leary was down at Central Florida, he was actually the head coach in waiting before kind of the whole O'Leary uh, regime kind of disintegrated. Uh, so he was uh, kind of the assistant ready to take over there. Uh, landed in Alabama, has been under Saban for the last three years. All right, Brent Key, keep that name in your radar because that sounds like the kind of person Georgia Tech could really benefit from. A young guy, a guy that knows Tech. Tech is not your traditional school. It's a very academic-focused university, and, of course, they have had a long, proud history in college football. And Paul Johnson's done an admirable job. He's not won a national championship, but he's done a pretty good job. But Georgia Tech fans want more. And so it's got to be a coach that wants to take them to a whole new level, and that's going to be part of that equation. So go to gojackets.com to stay focused on what all is going on on the flats with the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Also, from the coaching ranks in the ACC, we've had an assistant coach from Florida State decide to take off to the University of Massachusetts as Walt Bell will be the new coach of the UMass Minutemen. What do we know about his position, Jonathan? Uh, well, I mean, I, this is probably a logical pro- progression for him. Um, a lot of the P5 kind of top coordinators will uh, try and get a uh, get a job there to you know, kind of that next level down as a head guy. Um, really, that's kind of the two two paths. One of them is to be uh, you know make a big splash as a coordinator. The other one is to to drop back down a level and make, as a head coach and get your experience there. Looks like he's elected to to try his hand at the, at the lower level. I'm not sure if UMass got the memo. Florida State went five and seven this year, and I know he was only there one year, but they decided to go ahead and hire this guy to be their head coach. Yeah, there must have been a connection there, and I'm not clear what it is because normally, if if I'm looking at a coordinator at a Power Five, I'm probably not going to choose from a team that went five and seven <laughs> and underachieved greatly. Yeah. I might probably go to a, a I don't know, you know, you might want to do like maybe University of Maryland did at least go to Alabama and get your guy. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, as I mentioned, Tony Elliott from Clemson. You know, those are the kind of programs you probably want to pull your coordinators from. Uh five and seven Florida State. Maybe unless there's some extenuating circumstances, I'm not sure how you uh make that move. But hey, they're the minute men. All right. Wise words from Jonathan Lifeite of CBS Sports Digital. We've got more football notes from the ACC to tell you. When we come back after the break, we've got a couple of guys who've declared for the NFL draft, an award for Clemson's Hunter Renfro, Mr. Nice Guy, Mr. Clutch Guy, and Mr. Senior. Got an award coming his way. We'll talk about that. And, of course, we're going to get Jonathan all riled up when we talk about the ACC Bowl lineup. The Jackets, they're going to Detroit. Motown and Jonathan's not too excited, it doesn't sound like. We'll have all that coming right up here on the Y'all Show. Don't go anywhere. Gold Bond salutes all you fixers out there. Fixers of wobbly chairs, squeaky stairs, and drippy faucets. Folks who can fix just about anything, except dry cracked hands. Whoa, that's bad. Man. Say hello to Gold Bond Crack Skin Cream. More than a lotion, it precisely fills, soothes, and protects rough, cracked fingers and knuckles. 91% said cracked skin felt smoother in one day. Yep, feeling good. Gold Bond Crack Skin Cream. Find it at First Aid at Walgreens. When I have a cold sore, I want something that works. Purpose and L penetrates deep to treat your cold sore, and it's enriched with lysine, vitamins, and lemon balm for soothing relief. 
But even when I don't have a cold sore, I still want something that protects against a flare-up. Purpose and L protects against certain triggers caused by the sun and cold, including flare-ups from sun damage with its added SPF 30 protection. So it treats and protects. Works for me. And me too. Purpose and L. Works when you have a cold sore. Works when you don't. Use as directed. Where are you going to celebrate the giving season? Skiing on the slopes? Basking on the beaches? Or hunkering down at home by the tree? Well, wherever you are, there's no better way to say happy holidays than with custom cards, calendars, and photo gifts from Vistaprint. And right now, you can get 50% off all holiday cards and calendars at vistaprint.com. Let me unwrap that deal again for you. That's half off every one of our holiday cards and calendars. There are hundreds of our newest card designs to choose from. Whether you like a splash of festive greens or the flash, of luxurious foil and you can create a year's worth of joy by personalizing calendars with memorable pictures and a few key dates you never want to forget got a favorite picture we have photo gifts for any budget like custom canvases mugs and more in fact you can even upload a photo to vistaprint directly from your phone how simple is that so get merry get jolly get 50 off all holiday cards and calendars plus save on other photo gifts at vistaprint.com just enter promo code holiday that's vistaprint.com promo code holiday This is the Y'all Show, talk with a southern accent. Your host, John Rawl, here on a beautiful Wednesday. We hope across the Southland where you may be listening to us in SEC, in Sunbelt, in Conference USA, in Southern Conference, and in Big 12 country, and of course, in ACC land. And this is our ACC Spotlight of the Y'all Show. And we're talking with Jonathan Leifite, CBS Sports Digital, and 247sports.com about the ACC. Jonathan, this is the time of year now that the regular season has wound down, bowl season is upon us in a few days, that players decide, you know what, I'm going to take my talent to the next level and I'm going to forgo a senior year or I guess in some cases junior years and go off and try to make a few pesos. Right now I'm aware of NC State playmaker Kelvin Harmon and Brian Burns from Florida State declaring for the NFL draft. Your thoughts on those folks as well as any others that you might be aware of that are going to take their talent to the next level immediately? Well, you know, I used to be kind of uh, opposed to it, but anymore these days, your window of opportunity to, to kind of get up there and make some money is pretty pretty short, and I've seen enough players you know, kind of lose their career to injury. So as far as I'm concerned, if they feel like they can go get paid in the NFL – Go, let them have it. Let them go do it. Yeah. Of course, they run the risk of not actually making it in the NFL. But luckily, Jonathan, we've got a whole new league coming our way, the Alliance of American Football. And perhaps for all the playmakers out there that still want to play but can't make it to the NFL, at least that's another option. And Jonathan, you got a team right there in Atlanta that's going to be a part of that new league. Yeah, and I believe uh, former Georgia Tech player Stephen Hill will be on that team. So, yeah, I've seen that. I haven't paid too much attention to it yet. But it'll be interesting to kind of see how that plays. And, of course, also there's also the Canadian Football League uh, that they can also uh, give, give a try at as, as well So if they can't make the NFL. So still some opportunities for them. The Atlanta Legends will be a part of this new league, and they're going to play at Georgia State University Stadium, the old Turner Field in Atlanta, when that league gets going in February. So note to self on that. Jonathan, any other names that you're aware of that have declared for the NFL draft besides Burns uh, and Harmon? Not on, not off the top of my head. I, okay. I believe probably there will be more kind of after the bowl season. I think you know a lot of them are kind of waiting to see 
Um, typically, the NFL scouts will start giving start giving them advice. Usually, after the at the end of the year, a lot of them want to get through their seasons, and then they'll start focusing on kind of the draft. And so, you know, you'll see a lot of them reach out for advice, and they do have some. Uh, they will provide advice as to what round they think you know particular player will go. And you'll probably see a lot more of them kind of go, you know, the, the ones that declare now are pretty much, you know, no brainers um, or or they have serious uh, questionable issues <laughs> yeah. with their with their thinking. <laughs> One of the two. Uh, so and then I think there'll be another round of them that you'll see probably in uh, in January. Clemson Tigers super glue man wide receivers Hunter Renfro has won the Burlesworth trophy which goes to the top college football player who began his career as a walk-on. And he he grew up in the Myrtle Beach area in South Carolina and chose to go to Clemson. I don't even think he was offered any other scholarships coming out of high school, but wanted to go to Clemson. And I remember actually seeing the video from years ago where Dabo Sweeney kind of had a party at his lake house and they said, Hunter, get over here and gave him a scholarship. And here we are all these years later. He, of course, <laughs> caught that big touchdown in the – 2016 national championship game and wins the award jonathan talk about not just hunter renfro but the importance of walk-ons in a program and how they can emerge as superstars if given the chance yeah well first thing i want to say is hunter renfro um yeah you, you know there's occasionally these players that it feels like they've been at the at the school for like you know 20 years yeah he's one of those uh, yeah hunter renfro it feels like he's been at clemson since uh, pretty much the Reagan administration, but uh, nonetheless, um, he's been an incredible player for them and uh, done a really good job. Now, with regard to walk-ons, I mean, there's always been, uh, y- you know, they're really, you really got to have that. There's, there's a number of reasons, even if they don't make an impact, you know, kind of on Saturday, they will m- definitely make an impact during the course of the week because you're relying on having a, a big enough squad in order to provide scout team and, and to do, um, you know, kind of that dirty work and provide, you know, somebody to, I guess it's for lack of a better term, somebody's got to be the, the fodder for the first team to, to, to practice against. And that's typically going to be consist of a lot of walk-ons. Now, that's not to say that you won't see guys emerge and uh, end up playing. Hunter Renfro is uh, probably uh, one of the more spectacular instances of that. But I can tell you, even at Georgia Tech, we've had, you know, all ACC players. Uh, Sean Bedford was a center. Uh, David Schmidgall was, a, uh, I think he was an honorable mention, AC, all-ACC center as well. So a lot of guys over the years that have uh, shown up and uh, put in their dues and put in their time and then managed to kind of break through and make some uh, make some uh, uh, impacts on the field. It, it doesn't happen a lot, but it does happen, and it's usually a pretty good story to, to follow. And my apologies to Hunter Renfro. I called him super glue, just kind of poking fun at how he catches everything thrown his way. But actually, his head coach, Dabo Swinney, calls him Clark Kent. And he says, <laughs> he looks, Dabo says about Renfro, he looks like the most normal human on the planet. Then he puts on that helmet and he becomes Superman. Yeah, he's he is uh, quite incredible. I, I watched him uh, Saturday night against uh, Pitt, and it just seemed like whenever they had a third down and they needed somebody to, to get open and make a play, there he was. And congratulations to Sweeney and Renfro and others as Clemson wins, what, their third straight ACC, or is it fourth now? It is the fourth. Fourth straight ACC title, winning that over Pitt in Charlotte over the weekend, and now Clemson moves on to the college football playoff semifinal matchup against Notre Dame. Now, Jonathan, let's talk a little bowl action for the ACC. It all begins on December 22nd in the Jared Birmingham Bowl. Have you ever been to Jared? 
I cannot. I can. I think I have been there, but oh. I don't remember when. Oh, that hurts. A long time ago. I, I don't think I actually bought anything though. <laughs> oh man, I thought you were a man. Jonathan, yeah. <laughs> Memphis travels to Birmingham and Legion Field to take on the Wake Forest Demon Deacons in this first bowl contest for the ACC. It's an early game, twelve Eastern on Saturday, December twenty second. The Tigers and the Demon Deacons. Then you move on to December twenty sixth. You've got Boise State and Boston College facing off each other in the first responder bowl, and that's in Dallas on the 26th of December. Also, that's a Wednesday midweek game. The Quick Lane Bowl, Jonathan, Minnesota, and Georgia Tech from Ford Field in Detroit, and I know you have that date circled on your calendar. Thoughts on any of those three early games from the ACC? Well, so uh, I think the Wake Forest Memphis, that ought to be interesting. Wake Forest really surged there at the end of the year. Memphis has done really well in the regular season, but always seems to struggle in their bowl games. So uh, interesting to see if, if they can bounce back. Uh, they, of course, lost to uh, Central Florida in the, in the championship over the weekend. Uh, so uh, I think that's a pretty decent matchup. Uh, Boston College gets a pretty tough draw against uh, Boise State. That's usually a good uh, a good program, and they're already and they're sitting, I guess, ranked 25th right now. So uh, pretty good. And then Georgia Tech uh, getting a much worse bowl than they than they clearly deserved, um, but they'll be taking on a Minnesota team. That's actually the first meeting between those two teams. Um, nothing against Minnesota, but uh, and, um, I think that'll be a, a pretty fun matchup uh, between the two programs. PJ Fleck. Um, they haven't really. I wouldn't say had a standout offense or defense. They've been kind of poor in both, but they found ways to win the games and win some games or at least enough to get them into the bowls. All right. The only, let's see here, moving on in the schedule, the next lineup of games for the ACC has Duke and Temple taking each other on in beautiful Shreveport in the Independence Bowl there. The New Era Pinstripe Bowl from Yankee Stadium on December 27th features the Hurricanes of Miami and the Wisconsin Badgers. And then this is the only other matchup of top 20 teams from the ACC facing, again, another team in the top 20 that's not part of the national championship picture. West Virginia and Syracuse, which the Q's ranked number 20 in the country, West Virginia 16, they're going to be taking on each other in Orlando's Camping World Stadium in the Camping World Bowl on, on Friday, December 28th. Then when you get to the 29th of December or Saturday, Interesting lineup of a former ACC member, South Carolina, taking on Virginia at Bank of America Stadium in the Belk Bowl. And then other games later on the tw- uh, after the 29th. I'm going to come back to the other big game on the 29th of December that we need to talk about. On the 31st of December, Cincinnati and Virginia Tech take on each other in the Military Bowl. Stanford and Pittsburgh are in the Hyundai Sun Bowl. And then an uh, interesting matchup, the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. Good to see that name back in the equation. NC State and Texas A&M are going to be in Jacksonville on the 31st of December, New Year's Eve, for that bowl game. And, Jonathan, there's that one other game I want to talk about. But your <laughs> thoughts about any of those other ones I just rattled off? Yeah, I am really annoyed at, the, at how the uh, the bowl selection process went. First off, let me say I have no problem at all with, uh, with the Syracuse pick. Uh, nor do I have a problem with uh, with uh, NC State and Pitt going where they're going. Where I get really annoyed is the next bowls. When you kind of look at the the bowl hierarchy, uh, the Belt Bowl, the Pinstripe Bowl, um, and and as well as all, all are both tier what we call tier one bowls. And you would expect that they would probably pick kind of the next team performance wise in the ACC. Nope, they bypassed Georgia Tech and went right to UVA. Uh, at least the Belt Bowl did. And then 
the uh, Pinstripe Bowl does the same thing. So the second place team in the Coastal uh, went from from being basically the number five team in the in the lineup in terms of record all the way down to the number ten bowl. So if you want to, my opinion of it, I'm pretty darn so unhappy w- with w- it. What was the best case scenario for the for Tech? The best case was probably to end up in the Belt Bowl. That's okay. probably where they could have gone. You know, like I said, NC State, they had a pretty darn good year. So did Syracuse. And Pitt won the division. I have no problem with them kind of sliding in. But uh, the one, that, the, the two, the, the uh, Pinstripe Bowl in New York and the Belt Bowl, very disappointed that they, you know, two teams, Miami as well as, uh, as UVA, that Georgia Tech beat on the field, uh, and then they selected over them. And then, to make matters worse, you slide into the Tier 2 Bowls, and Virginia Tech gets picked in front of Georgia Tech for the Military Bowl, which would have been a fine location given Coach Paul Johnson's uh, history at uh, at Navy for him to finish out his career uh, in the bowl game. Hmm. So lots of opportunities there that I think some some of the bowls had uh, for some good matchups with, with better teams, and, uh, and they elected to bypass the Jackets and, and pick teams that were further down the pecking order in terms of uh, – of their ACC records. So very disappointing in, in my opinion. And, and I can assure you that the Georgia tech fans were uh, lighting Twitter up uh, at both Todd Stansberry for not standing up for the team, as well as the ACC for not uh, kind of uh, enforcing some better uh, guidelines on, on picking. It was kind of uh, amusing to watch some of the comments actually. Yeah. Well, Jonathan Lifeite, 247sports.com. I'm kind of I'm kind of scared to ask you about this next one, the only game we haven't talked about. Um, I don't know if I have the chutzpah to ask. Uh, are you okay with Clemson and Notre Dame in the Goodyear Cotton Bowl, a college football playoff semifinal game on yeah, December 29th? I I, are you okay I with think that? I, can, I think I can live with that one. I think Clemson might have done what they need to do uh, to be picked as the number two team in the, in the country. So uh, they certainly destroyed most of the ACC this year. Uh, and Notre Dame also ended up with an undefeated season. Uh, so both of them deserving picks, in my opinion, for uh, for the college football playoff based on what they did this year. Jonathan, I'm an old-timer. I have no problem not having the system that we have. Having the old BCS would have worked just fine for me, and that would have meant Clemson and Alabama for the national championship, which means Notre Dame would have been left out of the equation. Would you have been okay with that? I actually prefer this new setup okay. where they get the four teams. I think it at least, uh, you know, it, it, the other thing that uh, used to annoy me about the old setup, uh, you know, the BCS setup was a, was an improvement um, over the, the old bowl setup where basically everybody was locked into a bowl. And then if you were lucky, you could find some way to, they could find some way to match up the one and two teams, which, you know, if it happened to be a Big Ten, Pac-12 uh, team, that pretty much locked them out. And then you had to make sure that in the other ones, it was a, you know, you couldn't have ACC versus say, you know, big 12 or uh, who was the other one? I think locked in there. ACC wasn't locked in. So it, the brokering back then was a lot worse. So I'm pretty happy with, you know, having moved to the, the BCS setup, and now I'm really happy to see kind of four teams get in there. I actually wouldn't mind seeing them uh, expand it one more. Ah. One more level to eight. Oh, no, Jonathan, no. Come on. You know, these are supposed to be student athletes. At some point, they've got to actually go to class. Well, yeah, I agree. But most of this is done kind of, you know, after finals are are over with and before school starts. So not a problem with the extra games there. All right. Jonathan Lifite, 
247sports.com and CBS Sports Digital. Thank you for your great knowledge of the Atlantic Coast Conference and a very early Merry Christmas to you, sir. Thank you very much. I hope you guys have a very Merry Christmas as well. And we'll be talking to you again next week here, so don't think you're getting off easy. Well, that will wrap up this first hour of today's Y'all Show. When we come back in hour two, we're going to have country music talk and so much more. You don't want to miss it. Stay tuned to the Y'all Show. Talk with a Southern accent. Hey guys, good news. The expensive little blue pill is now generic, which means you can get the prescription medication to treat ED at affordable prices. And now get your first month supply for just $5 at 4hymns.com slash happy. Hymns connects you with real doctors online who can prescribe the medication. And a pharmacy sends it right to your door. So easy. To get your first order for just 5 bucks, you need to go to 4hymns.com slash happy. That's 4hymns.com slash happy. See website for full details. Not all services through the Hymns platform are available in all 50 states. Where are you going to celebrate the giving season? Skiing on the slopes, basking on the beaches, or hunkering down at home by the tree? Well, wherever you are, there's no better way to say happy holidays than with custom cards, calendars, and photo gifts from Vistaprint. And right now, you can get 50% off all holiday cards and calendars at vistaprint.com. Let me unwrap that deal again for you. That's half off every one of our holiday cards and calendars. There are hundreds of our newest card designs to choose from. Whether you like a splash of festive greens or the flash of luxurious foil. And you can create a year's worth of joy by personalizing calendars with memorable pictures. And a few key dates you never want to forget. Got a favorite picture? We have photo gifts for any budget, like custom canvases, mugs, and more. In fact, you can even upload a photo to Vistaprint directly from your phone. How simple is that? So get merry, get jolly, get 50% off all holiday cards and calendars. Plus, save on other photo gifts at Vistaprint.com. Just enter promo code HOLIDAY. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code HOLIDAY. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Hour 2 of today's Y'all Show. Talk with a South Ron accent. We are Southern, and we have no apologies for being all Dixie here on the program. And I am John Rawl, your host. Thank you for tuning us in. If you want to reach out to us, our address on the World Wide Web is YALL.com. Go there and get archives of any of our past shows. Also have some really cool Y'all baseball caps, perfect for Christmas. If you want to share that with a friend or family or, or keep it for yourself, hey, you deserve a nice Christmas present. Get the y'all hat. It is awesome. You can find that at y'all.com and other ways to reach out to us here on the All Southern Program. Our number is 803-816-1170. Text us anytime with questions, comments, suggestions, criticism, praise, recipe tips, or anything else you just need to get off your hairy chest, 803-816-1170. We've got Precious Harris coming up in the next segment with a report from Nashville Music City, USA. She just attended a number one party for Jake Owen this week, and so we're going to get all the juicy details on that, plus some other country music legends involved in music music videos right now, and we'll have info on that. One includes a Waffle House. Waffle House Country music and Christmas and a country music legend. We've got all that coming up 
in the Nashville Music Line Report from Precious in the next segment. Now, y'all, as the music starts, play it, play it, play it. We need a Christmas version of Hashtag Hullabaloo music for you, but right now we'll just settle for the old standby, the old reliable Hashtag Hullabaloo theme song, and that's going on now. And we've got Hashtag Hullabaloo, and we start the fun from Amy W., Ames, A-M-E-S, not Ames, Iowa, but Ames, A-M-E-S, because I guess that's her nickname, Ames712 on Twitter. And how about this description? Whale watcher in New England in the summer, right whale aerial observer in the south in the winter. Okay. Bio nerd in my spare time, Amy W. It sounds like she knows a whale of a lot about whales, both in the north and the south, and I uh, sounds like someone you'd want, like to have a nice cup of sweet tea with, Amy W. But here's Amy W.'s exclamation point on Twitter as she tweeted this out the other day. Only in the South does the Staples Easy button on the side of a tractor trailer get turned into a religious statement. It's easy. You just need to ask, okay, dot, 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 God. <laughs> I haven't seen that tractor trailer coming down the side of my interstate with a staples easy button and that religious statement it's easy you just need to ask god <laughs> uh, go to god for anything anything he's open 24 7 365 and you can ask him anything and if a, a staples button easy button from staples helps lead you to asking those questions well that's just fine and it's free and like i said 24 7 365 God's available with an easy button or no easy button. Thank you, Amy W. I'm surprised you even saw a tractor trailer going down a road because you're so busy offshore checking out whales. What a cool gig. I thought the y'all show was a cool gig, but I think Amy W., a whale watcher in New England in the summer. I want to. I usually pick on Yanks, and I usually pick on especially Boston and all of Massachusetts and the way they talk, and they go park the car. But from what I've seen, I've never been up there. I only my, my furthest trek north was to Rhode Island and then Connecticut. I haven't made it to Massachusetts yet. But it sure looks like a pretty place, especially in the summertime. Martha's Vineyard and Cape Cod and all that. I, I, I'm not going to pick on them for that. And they do have a lot of whales up in that area. So sounds like a neat, neat deal you got there, Amy W. And thank you for your... Very keen observation of a tractor trailer going down the side of the road with a Staples Easy button attached with it. I like the name of this next tweet. It is from Brefmint. <laughs> B-R-E-F-I-M, B-R-E-F-M-I-N-T at Brefmint Guitar on Twitter. I don't know if that's a joke or that's someone's Germanic last name, but Brefmint. B-R-E-F Mint. Okay. And at Brefmint Guitar. And this tweet from Breathment says, great day in the morning, dash my granddad, hashtag Southern. Sure, uh, it sounds like Breathment was really relaying that his grandfather would always say, great day in the morning. And it kind of reminds me, I know in college there was a fellow that lived next door to me that would come outside every morning and start singing that song, oh, what a beautiful morning. And there's some people that just have something kind of a ritual that they say each and every morning and it kind of gets them maybe in the right mood or maybe they're just doing it to be a nuisance and get on your nerves. Maybe that's what the guy next door to me in college 
did Russell when he would come out and start singing that. And uh, it's funny looking back now, I guess when I was still trying to get a few extra winks and I heard him at 6.30 in the morning singing outside, I don't think it was too funny at the time. But now looking back, pretty funny stuff. But yeah, great day in the morning. I've heard of that, but it looks like Breathmint's grandfather, that was the standard saying each and every sunrise. And what a, what a neat memory. And if your grandfather's still alive, Breathmint, good stuff. You know, like most people, your grandfather, grandparents are going to pass away at some point. And if that's the memory you have of them, that's a pretty good memory. And we all want to have those kind of points we can go back to with loved ones. And after they've left us and say, golly, I just, if I could just hear great day in the morning from old granddaddy one more time, that would just be incredible. But unfortunately, we don't know the time or place where we'll be called up yonder. And so that that right there is a good memory. You need to get that on tape if you if the if if grandpappy's still alive, get that on recording, and and so you'll be able to share that with your own grandkids one day, of your grandfather, with that great, I guess we could call it southern phrase, "Great day in the morning." Tony Coward is on Twitter. Coward T O N I is the Twitter handle. An author and speaker who loves her Jesus, wife of Chris, mother of five, Nana to three. Completely unworthy and yet covered by his mercy is what Tony has her, her Twitter handle explained. And Tony's tweet, T-O-N-I, by the way, last December in South Alabama for a wedding and it snowed. This December for my niece's wedding, it was 80 degrees only in Alabama. <laughs> yes, I, Tony, I'm afraid that's not just an Alabama thing. It's not only a lower Alabama thing. I think it's a Southern thing. Just about everywhere in the South is capable of being extremely hot this time of year. I'm talking December. And then the next thing you know, you'll turn around and you're like, whoa, I need to go get my heaviest jacket. And that is, it is kind of weird. Now, you said you were in South Alabama for a wedding, and I have been. Aren't Christmas weddings awesome, especially in the South, because they're not too hard to get to, and 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 even if it is eighty degrees, and you have a kind of Christmas theme, still the the lights and the white snow effect that most people try to have as part of a wedding. I think I think they're just beautiful. I went to a wedding about the same time last year, and they spent a fortune on that particular wedding ceremony. And it was awesome. It was truly a beautiful sight. So I personally believe a wedding any time of year is beautiful and wonderful if it works, especially. And I don't know much about that. <laughs> but a December time wedding with Christmas mixed in, I, I think, is a, is a beautiful thing. So wedding planners and brides-to-be, hey, consider this time of year as an option. You don't all have to get married when it's 105 degrees outside in June and July or when the flowers are just right in the springtime. Winter is a pretty good option, too. And perhaps, perhaps, I don't have the research, perhaps more marriages last when they have those December weddings. It could be. I think my parents, I know my parents were married in August. I've been married in both October and August. And uh, only one of those three is still going. So that's, that's a good thing. <laughs> soul on the roll is on twitter at soul on r the wellness of soul shines through in our food enjoy soul on the roll hashtag food hashtag diverse cook from the soul and soul on the roll has a tweet that 
is something that I was not familiar with this particular term of this food. So I had to do some research. But the tweet coming from Soul on the Roll, Soul on R on Twitter. Who's ready for some hot water cornbread? Hashtag Soul on the Roll. (laughs) Okay, well, I've heard of hot water and I've heard of cornbread, but I've never heard of it called hot water cornbread. And I didn't know if this was a joke. So our crack research team here at Y'all went in and did some heavy-duty searching, and we found how you make southern hot water cornbread. And this may be standard operating procedure for making cornbread of any type, but here's what they say for southern hot water cornbread, and perhaps this differs if you're a cornbread maker from how you make cornbread. So here we go. Only four steps to making hot water cornbread, and here they are. Step one, whisk together cornmeal, baking powder, salt, and sugar, in a medium bowl. So, okay, get your cornmeal, your baking powder, salt, sugar. You got it all whisked together. Great. Step one, out of the way. Step two, pour one half inch vegetable oil into a large, heavy skillet. Okay, that sounds kind of easy, pouring vegetable oil into a big skillet. And, okay, that's going. Step three of making hot water cornbread. While the oil is heating, add half and half vegetable oil and an onion to cornmeal mixture all right so got a couple of more ingredients to throw in there half and half vegetable oil and onions and i know onions make a big difference when you're cooking cornmeal for sure so that's step three now the final step of making hot water cornbread gradually mix in boiling water until batter is consistency of a thick pancake batter and there you have it. That's how you make hot water cornbread. And I, I don't think I've ever made cornbread, so I know not what I speak when it comes to cornbread. But this seems pretty simple, and it seems great. Now, I know they make cornbread mixes that you can buy in the grocery store that probably are a little simpler, maybe maybe not have some of these ingredients in it. But this sounds delicious, and it sounds simple. So maybe making hot water cornbread is a little different from how you make cornbread. But the I guess what makes it hot water is you mix in boiling water until the batter is the consistency of a thick pancake batter. And not long after you do all that, you'll have your hot water cornbread. How about that? Next time I go into Cracker Barrel or somewhere like that, I'll have to ask them if they make their cornbread via hot water. And therefore, it would be hot water cornbread. Sounds sounds delicious. Now, let's talk some music here on the Y'all Show. Jazz Blues Soul is the Twitter handle. And they put a tweet out that says, hashtag Deep Soul, S-O-U-L. And it says, that's how much I love you, Spencer Wiggins. Okay. And so I had to check it out. Now, not to be confused with, I think the character's name was Spencer Higgins. Higgins from Magnum P.I. I'm pretty sure his first name was Spencer. I love that character, which I believe that character, he had a British accent in the original series with Tom Selleck. I think he was from Kentucky, not Britain. He had a British accent, but yeah. Spencer Wiggins with a W. He's actually still with us, age 76, and he's an American soul and gospel singer, and he had the so-called deep soul And it's considered one of the best-kept secrets of soul music, Spencer Wiggins, who grew up in Memphis. And how about this? 
1969, Spencer Wiggins recorded a song that's truly a great one called I Never Loved a Woman the Way I Love You. And he recorded that at the famous Fame Studios in Muscle Shoals, Alabama. And playing guitar on that cut was Dwayne Allman of the Allman Brothers fame. And I heard it for the first time yesterday. And I was like, that's a good song. Now, how did that not become a big hit? But it didn't. And Spitzer Wiggins, a guy who is known for that deep soul, never became a household name, and but it's still out there, active to some degree, and has a nice discography of songs for you to check out with his combination of soul and blues. And it's deep soul. I don't know if he has a trademark on that, but perhaps he should. Spencer Wiggins out of Memphis, Tennessee, originally, and 76 years young, and that's how much I love you. A good, good song there, as well as I Never Loved a Woman the Way I Love You. All right, some soul talk here on the Y'all Show. And finally, on the Y'all Show, we found a tweet sent out by Lauren and Sheila, and it's at Lauren and Sheila on Twitter. One part American, one part Brit together, who knows, podcast every Monday. And they put that out on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and more. And they put a tweet out and said, Woo! Thanks, Southern Living. Yes, Wilmington, North Carolina made the list. The South's best. And the love of God. Can someone give Alarn a freaking visa? She wants to live here, too. Sheila. <laughs> I guess Lauren is not in the good old USA, but her looks like her sister or whoever that is, is not. So interesting there. But what they're referencing here is Southern Living has just come out with best cities to live in the South. And according to Southern Living's editors, those pretty pleasant places that y'all call home, or at least dream of one day calling home, from lively foodie favorites to quieter gyms with plenty of outdoor activities, these 17 Southern cities are the kinds of places you'll want to put down your roots, build that house with the white picket fence, and stay for a lifetime. And here's the list. And we're going to start from 17 to 1. And I'll go through these fairly quickly, but I'll focus on number 1 in a big way when we get to it. Are you ready? Y'all ready for this? According to Southern Living, the best cities to live in in the South. Number 17. I don't know why they have 17, but that's how they do it. Starting at 17, the capital of North Carolina, Raleigh. The capital of Maryland comes in at 16, Annapolis, Maryland. Somerville, Flower Town, Somerville, South Carolina, is at number 15. That's just north of Charleston. Music City, USA, Nashville is next, followed by Frisco, Texas, just outside of Dallas. Yes, as they said in their tweet, Wilmington, North Carolina made the list at 12. Austin, Texas, the capital of the Lone Star State, is at 11. And number 10 on the best cities in the South to live, home of the Wildcats. Lexington, Kentucky made it at number 10. Moving into the top 10 at number 9, Roswell, Georgia, followed by Chapel Hill at 8. Sarasota, Florida, lovely place, coming in at number 7. Asheville, North Carolina, and Western North Carolina is at number 6 in the best cities to live list from Southern Living. At number 5, Fayetteville, Arkansas. Call those hogs and have a nice place to live there in Northwest Arkansas. At number 4, Alpharetta, Georgia, just north of downtown Atlanta is a place that you'd want to live in. Now two South Carolina cities come in at number three and two. Number three is Greenville, South Carolina. And at number two, the holy city, Charleston, South Carolina, is at number two in the best cities to live in the South from Southern Living Magazine. Now who's number one? I'll be honest, the number one winner I had never heard of 
I had never heard of this town, and I'd heard of Kentucky's Georgetown. I'd heard of South Carolina's Georgetown, but never had I heard of Georgetown, Texas, until this list came out from Southern Living. But that is your number one town to live in in the South, according to Southern Living. Georgetown, Texas. It's a city in central Texas, just north of Round Rock. Round Rock's just north of Austin. So it's kind of in between Austin and Waco. And it's the seat of Williamson County, Texas. It's also the home of Southwestern University, the oldest university in Texas, which was founded in 1830. And by the way, Southwestern, home of the Pirates, the alma mater of comedian Bill Ingvall. So if you're the home of Bill Ingvall, that's pretty cool. But Georgetown, Texas, it's got a population of 70,000, a lovely place there in the hill country of Texas. And it is the number one place to live in, according to Southern Living's editors, and the best cities to live in the South, topping such great places as Charleston and Asheville and, let's see, Austin, just down the road from there, Wilmington, North Carolina, it beat it out, and all the other places in the South. So let's all move to Georgetown, Texas now. (laughs) All right, well, we appreciate sharing that with you, and thank you for all of our hashtag hullabaloo recommendations from folks like Lauren and Sheila, one in America, one across the pond, but it's always good to have a British eye on all things Southern. When we come back on the Y'all Show, Precious Harris has the Nashville happenings, and she'll have the Nashville music line. What's going on on Music Row? Well, she's got the answer. When we come back after the break, you're listening to Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. Herpes and L works when you have a cold sore and works when you don't. If you haven't tried this for cold sores, you're missing out. Herpes and L penetrates deep to treat cold sores. It really works. I apply it as soon as I have one. Herpes and L also protects against certain triggers caused by the sun and cold with added SPF 30 protection. I use it in the winter and in the summer to help protect against flare-ups from sun damage. Herpes and L works when you have a cold sore, works when you don't. Uses directed. Where are you going to celebrate the giving season? Skiing on the slopes, basking on the beaches, or hunkering down at home by the tree? Well, wherever you are, there's no better way to say happy holidays than with custom cards, calendars, and photo gifts from Vistaprint. And right now, you can get 50% off all holiday cards and calendars at vistaprint.com. Let me unwrap that deal again for you. That's half off every one of our holiday cards and calendars. There are hundreds of our newest card designs to choose from. Whether you like a splash of festive greens or the flash of luxurious foil. And you can create a year's worth of joy by personalizing calendars with memorable pictures. And a few key dates you never want to forget. Got a favorite picture? We have photo gifts for any budget, like custom canvases, mugs, and more. In fact, you can even upload a photo to Vistaprint directly from your phone. How simple is that? So get merry, get jolly, get 50% off all holiday cards and calendars. Plus, save on other photo gifts at Vistaprint.com. Just enter promo code HOLIDAY. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code HOLIDAY. Hey guys, good news. The expensive little blue pill is now generic, which means you can get the prescription medication to treat ED at affordable prices. And now get your first month supply for just $5 at 4 slash happy. Hims connects you with real doctors online who can prescribe the medication. And a pharmacy sends it right to your door. So easy. To get your first order for just 5 bucks, you need to go to 4 slash happy. That's 4 slash happy. See website for full details. Not all services through the Hims platform are available in all 50 states.
was years ago. We were singing every word on the radio. Kind of like them songs could save our souls. Somehow, someway. We was falling fast, we was jumping in. Blue jean halo hanging off a limb. Two American kids just like them. Every time we'd play. And it blew us away. Do you turn it up? Do you sing along every time you hear that song? Like we did then, like we did when. Do you close your eyes? Does it make you laugh? Do the memories take you back to six packs in a Chevy Cheyenne? Way back when I was Jack and you were dying. And the Y'all Show continues on this Wednesday. And of course, Wednesday's mean Precious Harris drops by for her country music report. And we're going to talk about the singer of that song we're hearing right now and a big event this week. Jay Cohen, I was Jack. You were Diane playing for us here. And Precious, welcome back to the Y'all Show. I'm sorry you had to come and do a little show like this when you're out attending number one parties for folks like Jay Cohen. Well, actually, uh, I love doing this. This is like icing on the cake. I get to talk about what I got to celebrate. It's all good for country, right? Okay. Well, I know he had a big party this week, so I guess I'll – are you saying that the Y'all Show rivals Jake Owen? Yes. Okay. Uh, Wow. What a compliment. Well, how was the party? The party was great, actually. Uh, uh, John Mellencamp did not show up. Uh, No. uh, We didn't – he was invited, but he was just – Now, of course, he was invited because John Mellencamp was considered a co-writer of I Was Jack, You Were Diane, as this song was kind of a tribute to his classic hit from the 1980s, Jack and Diane, and it's kind of a neat story. Do you know the whole story about how this song was written? Yes. Okay, well, please tell. Okay. Well, they were talking at the party. I didn't put all all of it in the article, but... uh, you know, Jake had got a new record deal, and they were looking for something, and he had apparently had been covering this song, uh, you know, on the radio. I mean, I'm on the shows, and right. um, so they decided that they were going to put a twist to it. Uh, and so they ended up writing a song and taking it, and then they it just quite wasn't right. It doesn't. They wanted it to be exactly perfect for John, of course. So they finally brought in a couple of other writers, and they brought in the super mega hit writer, Craig Wiseman. And they actually ended up finishing and had been tweaked and retweaked and retweaked over a period of months. And they ended up giving it to John, holding their breath. And he called back within 10 minutes and had full approval. He said it was amazing, and he had loved what they had done with it. Wow. Well, uh, John Mellencamp didn't necessarily put in any new words in this I Was Jack, You Were Diane song, but the guitar riff is certainly from his 1982 hit jack and diane and oh totally and and that's still copyright you still have to you know because uh music business a little story is a friend of mine a couple of friends of mine actually wrote a song called indian outlaw and the producer thought it was cool to add the 1960s band parvere and the raiders Cherokee people to the end of the song and when they did it, they had to re-copyright the song with a reverse, revised version and add the other writers from Paul Revere and the Raider, original songwriters from that song. And so it made an equal six split for Indian Outlaw. Huh. <laughs> yeah, and of course the writers did not write it with that in the song. They did not borrow anything. It was an original song written in a writer's room here in Nashville. But because of the producer had came up with the idea that made it 
you know, to tag that on the end of it because it's such a familiar song, you know, and a mega hit from the 60s, thought it would be cool. And, of course, then they had to redo the copyrights and re- revisit everything. So, so as long as you do what you're supposed to do, it's cool. So the Cherokee you know? people writers got as much money on that song as the rest of the modern-day writers? Yes. It was split six ways. Wow. I did not know they got into all that kind of stuff. We're talking with Precious Harris. Of course, she knows what she talks about because she's right on Music Row. And Precious is a music journalist and a music career development consultant with the emphasis on new and aspiring artists and songwriters. And she's got a book that is absolutely incredible called The College of Songology 101, The Singer-Songwriters Need to Know Reference Handbook. And you can find that at collegeofsongology.com and follow Precious's blog, nashvillemusicline.com. Precious is also the author of I Know Country, which has 366 daily country music Q&As. And that's available as a downloadable ebook from iknowcountry.com. And she does know country. And we are tickled to have her on today's Y'all Show. Now, you mentioned Jake Owen's got a new record deal. He was on RCA for a long time. That's where he had a lot of his big hits. But now he switched over to a label called Big Loud Records. Who are the people behind Big Loud Records and the history of that label? Okay, well, it was actually started um, actually as a publishing company. Uh, a hit writer named Craig Wiseman, and you may recognize his cut, yeah. So Billy Bone, Live Like You Were Dying. And uh, and uh, and once he got the company started, they ended up doing the record label. He hired a, 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 one of them little whiz kids from Belmont, Seth England, to come in. And basically, it become, it was a magical combination to have him there with his knowledge and his drive and his goals and the vision they saw for the label. And um, I think they have Julian Julian. Um, I can't pronounce her name correctly, but they've got. But Jake is their 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 you know their golden boy of okay. the label, and of course Craig Wiseman. Um, I knew he was a super super songwriter because I was actually at his induction in the Nashville Songwriters Hall of Fame um, back in 2014. Um, I'm sorry, 2009. He was NSAI Songwriter of the Decade. Uh, but anyway, he has had. 350 cuts, hmm. 125 singles, and 27 number one singles. So, yeah. And uh, so he's a, he's an ASCAP songwriter and was actually ASCAP songwriter the year for 2003, 2005, and 2007. But, uh, you know, Jake needed a home. They believed in Jake, and it was a perfect match. Yeah. So, but uh, but when prior, uh, Craig actually started a duo called Florida Georgia Line. They would come there and write songs in their painting clothes, and really? he'd actually had them come there writing songs and that, at his publishing company, and uh, saw the potential in them, and things just sort of grew from there. How about that? Well, yeah, so if you want to catch Jake Owen in late January, you're going to have to get your passport stamped, as he will be joining Luke Bryan in the Crash My Playa P L A Y A Crash My Playa Fifth Year Fiesta which is going on from January 23rd through January 26th in Riviera Maya, Mexico. What is Crash My Playa Fifth Year Fiesta, Precious? It is a, it's, Luke invited his buddies and they go down there. It's basically a reason to get out of the cold weather in Nashville. Okay. And to entertain our south of the border uh, country music fans. And it's a huge festival. And uh, actually a lot of the U.S. Uh, res, U.S. people plan their Mexican trips or to plan on going around that time because it's such a joyful time because it's a week-long festival in warm weather in the middle of winter with some of the best people in country music I and mean, you can't beat jake and i think he's added uh 
see. Luke's at it, and I think he said he's got a couple. Russell Dickerson's got a day, and Eric Church may have a day. I remember, but yeah, he's got all of his buddies coming in to play every day. Somebody different is playing. I got you. Well, you just mentioned Russell Dickerson. He is one of the names that are part of the new faces of country music class of 2019 that will appear at the country radio seminar in february that is a a big deal every year that radio folks from all over the world come into nashville and it is a salute to the radio industry and how big country radio factors into the success of the music business and each year during this seminar they have this big concert called the new faces show and it's a quite an honor to be a part of that if you're an up-and-coming country music artist and right now we have the list of the performers for the 2019 new faces of country music show going to be russell dickerson joined by jimmy allen lindsey eli lanco and dylan scott and these were picked from a slate of 13 nominees selected by radio station employees and this show is staged for the music industry decision makers and it is as i said a major boost if you're part of that i remember going and hearing people like toby keith and shania twain as part of a new faces show years ago and i think they did all right with their career precious give us a little bit more info on dickerson as well as jimmy allen Lindsay, eli lanco and dylan scott well lanco uh no russell i met him in 2007 or 2008 he was a young wet behind the ears artist and i met him at the charlie daniels angeles concert he had come down there so i sort of watched him from a distance grow up because he used to go to charlie daniels uh the Angelus. It's a concert that Charlie puts on every winter season down in Florida, near Hudson, Florida, near Clearwater, to help um, fund a home for and a church and a school. It's all together for severely uh, retarded, mentally um, incapable, um, uh, um, you know, citizens that cannot care for themselves. Um, and they have them there from the age of eight to eighty, mm-hmm. uh, and it's just a special place. Uh, if you ever go to the church service on Sunday after the celebrity golf tournament and the concert on Saturday night, there will not be a dry eye in the room. And uh, watching him, and of course, Lindsay's, um, uh, some people call it Eli, some people call it Elle. She's a Broken Bows um, little queen, credible guitarist, credible performer. She's been around a while, so I was real surprised to see her on there, but I'm glad she is because she's the only female on the lineup. Mm-hmm. And I've been seeing banners hanging for Dylan Scott's cuts and releases and things for three or four years on music row. So I was, maybe they think it's his due date, you know, to be on the show that he's way overdue of being on new faces. Uh, Jimmy Allen, of course, is just made history this week with the first African-American artist that ever had a number one record on the billboard charts in country on the country charts. And uh, one of my clients is going to be doing a big show in um, Belize, uh, Dustin uh, Collins. I think you met Dustin. Yes. Yes, from Kentucky. They're letting uh, him. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He's going to Belize? Are you kidding me? Yeah, they got him down there for two weeks playing every night. I didn't think he was allowed to leave Kentucky. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We got his passport, the little booger. uh, So we've been making a list of all the songs he knows, all the cover songs, and all his original songs. And it is hundreds. And my eyes were crossed by the time I got to type up the lyrics. I'm surprised I've even got, can even fathom doing this my show this morning with you because all i'm thinking about is sweet home alabama and uh you know the dance and because he's of course he's got his biggest single which got the attention of national rifle association called Code dead hands but he does a lot of different songs because he really loves country music he embraces it mm-hmm. and his new record is going to be more to the traditional side 
and I sent him a song that Whitey Schaefer, um, huge traditionalist, had songs cut by Lefty Rizal and some of the older, what I call the pure country traditionalist, and uh, pitched a song to Dustin last week. And um, it's like a twin, but not exactly the melody. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's why I don't go around mirrors, uh. you know. And uh, yeah, and so I pitched it. He goes, oh, my God, I love that song. It's so real country. I said, yes, it is. So, yeah, so hopefully Dustin will be able to keep up and, you know, do the traditional country because, yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, everybody said it's on the way back. Yep. Well, Dustin won't be part of a new faces show, but again, these no. uh, these artists that will be, just so you know, in case you're wondering who the heck Jimmy Allen is, his song that it went to number one on the country airplay chart, Best Shot. Also, we mentioned Russell Dickerson. His hits include Yours and Blue Tacoma. And Dylan Scott, we mentioned his name. His big songs include My Girl and Hooked. And those are some of the new faces of country music show that will be coming your way in February if you're lucky enough to attend the seminar in Nashville. We've got more with Precious Harris coming up here on the Y'all Show. As we go to break, we have a trivia question that we want to tell you here on the show. And here's the question about this week on Monday. We had a birthday boy born on December 3rd back in 1925. And he initially recorded under the name Terry Preston because Smiley Burnett told him that his real name would never work on a marquee. However, when he reverted to his real name, he became a star with hits which include Wings of a Dove and Gone. Who is this birthday boy from December 3rd? We'll tell you when we come right back on after the break. You're listening to Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent, our country music spotlight. Gold Bond salutes all you fixers out there. Fixers of wobbly chairs, squeaky stairs, and drippy faucets. Folks who can fix just about anything, except dry cracked hands. Whoa, that's bad. Man. Say hello to Gold Bond Cracked Skin Cream. More than a lotion, it precisely fills, soothes, and protects rough cracked fingers and knuckles. 91% said cracked skin felt smoother in one day. Yep, feeling good. Gold Bond Cracked Skin Cream. Find it at First Aid at Walgreens. When I have a cold sore, I want something that works. Purpose and L penetrates deep to treat your cold sore. And it's enriched with lysine, vitamins, and lemon balm for soothing relief. But even when I don't have a cold sore, I still want something that protects against a flare-up. Purpose and L protects against certain triggers caused by the sun and cold, including flare-ups from sun damage with its added SPF 30 protection. So it treats and protects. Works for me. And me too. Purpose and L works when you have a cold sore, works when you don't. Use as directed. Long ago, you wouldn't think of galloping on a horse while doing calligraphy. And you wouldn't have attempted to ride your bike while typing a letter. Yet you think you can safely operate a multi-ton vehicle while texting? Behind the wheel is no place to multitask. If you want to BRB, drive now and text later. Lives depend on it. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, Noise, and the Ad Council. The stars are brightly shining It is the night of our dear Savior's birth 
song there from John Barry. Gosh, I love that. That's one of my favorite country music Christmas songs, Oh Holy Night. He does such an amazing job with that and, and love hearing that. And by the way, we've got some John Barry news and notes to tell you about. Speaking of holiday music from John Barry, the South Carolina-born, Georgia-raised artist. He's on the road and touching hearts all over the South and around the country with his 22nd annual Christmas Songs and Stories with John Barry Tour. Go to johnberry.com to learn more about that. And Precious Harris joining us now from Nashville, the Nashville Music Line. And she, of course, has dealt with the John Berry, who has had 20 singles on the Country Hits chart for years, and six of which went to top five and had a number one song as well. Did a great job back in the 1990s and has carried that on with a beautiful voice. But Precious, you know a little bit about something that John Berry has going on now called Thomas Road. Do tell. Yes, I have another a little another piece of trivia for two, which is pretty sweet from John. Okay. Bring tears to your eyes. But John has a new um, CD out. It's a little EP, six songs, and the title is called Thomas Road. And the reason is because it was the name of the street he grew up in, Decatur, Georgia. Ah. And of course, his dad and his mother always um, pushed him and let him do his passion and his love for music. And his dad ended up building a small little recording studio in the basement, and he actually recorded his first four records there. Really? It just goes to show how a supportive parent can make a difference. And uh, I got to meet John many years ago in 1997 when he first hit the scene. I was working on a book called Chicken Soup for the Country Soul. And his publicist at the time, manager Anastasia Brown, submitted a story about a deaf woman who had asked John with sign language if she could feel his throat while he sang Amazing Grace. Hmm. And uh, so she could feel the vibration of his vocal cords. And as she put her hands around his throat and she closed her eyes, tears were streaming down her eyes and out of John's as he sang that song, just a verse. It's all he could get out. Um, but it was the most touching story. Like I said, it's in the chicken soup of the country. So, but John Barry, he's, his son actually is um, one of his sons. He's got three kids, but is actually uh, in the re- recording studio and analog studio that 
really uses tape <laughs> really? down in Nolansville working on a record. Yeah, I have one of my clients, uh, Justin Dukes from Georgia, another Georgia boy. He's been on the road and writing and playing and, you know, uh, was on tour earlier this spring with John. And so, I'm, of course, I've always loved John ever since he hit the road. So, um, you know, and hit country music charts with a bang. So, yeah, great for John. And uh, he makes it a family affair with his wife playing keyboards and always toured, had a playpen in the back of the bus in the early days when they had their three kids on the road. He's a good man. Good, good man. Now, he Can't lived anybody. When he was kind of making hits and after he kind of faded a little bit, he was living in the Athens, Georgia area. Is that where he primarily lives now or has he kind of made the move to Nashville? Well, I'm not for sure about that. I know that he's up here a lot. Okay. So he may even, and I know that one of his sons is living up here. So okay. they may have moved back up here but i think he just uh you know the 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 music industry can be really tough the yeah. promises can be broken and i think he just wanted to get back to basics and it was a good place to you know raise his kids in a good good situation um you know with family and faith and and that's what he did and now the you know they're back up here because the music industry basically brought him out they like come on we, we want you back in Nashville. we want to do this and that so he's come out of retirement. Plus, he's always – he never really quit the business. He just did mainly shows and stuff. He just didn't make any records for a while. But he was still touring and playing shows and booking and doing things like that. Of course, John Barry's biggest song probably was Your Love Amazes Me. Big song yes. for him back in the mid-1990s. Precious, are your ears clear? Can you hear good today? Yes, I can hear. Okay. Well, I'm going to tell you what I think John Barry is because I've been guilty of this in my life at – at various times too i think john barry may be bistatual meaning that he lives in tennessee and georgia yep i do that when i was in kentucky i had a, <laughs> had a couch in nashville an apartment in bowling green <laughs> okay it's okay to be bistatual folks some of yes, you may even is. be tristatual uh yeah but good stuff there hey let's we'll talk about something fun that came across this morning when i was getting ready for the show and that was a brand new music video that's just come out and precious I have, I'm guilty of this, okay? And we're going to talk about another Georgia boy that's got a brand new music video out, and that would be the great Bill Anderson. And Precious, he's got a new Christmas-themed Waffle House Christmas music video that's got Gretchen Wilson, Tanya Tucker, Kid Rock, and more. And it just came out, and I've spent... At least one, maybe even more. I just spent Thanksgiving there, too, at a Waffle House. Not too many options in the South on Christmas so, Day. You're not going to believe this. That's where my husband spent Thanksgiving because I had, uh, I, had a, I had to go to Kentucky and spend the night. And my husband had just, uh, he could not leave. He was working on a storyboard for a video. So he spent Thanksgiving at Waffle House with two of our adopted music kits. So you're not the only one. <laughs> well, I mean, there's not many choices, frankly. On Thanksgiving, I know, and I think Christmas may be pretty limited, too. But Bill Anderson, the great Bill Anderson, and the new music video, Waffle House Christmas, is out. And like I said, it's got Kid Rock playing the role of a cook at Waffle House. And I'm not going to say it's going to win a Grammy for best song like some of our, 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 yeah, Grammy for best song like some of Bill Anderson's past work. But it's a fun music video, Christmas-themed and Waffle House, (laughs) precious. I don't know if it gets much better than that. I know. Of course, you love. I love Bill Anderson. I was watching Match Game reruns the other night, and there he was. Yeah. I forgot he'd been on Match Game in 1976, I think it was. Yeah, so way Whis- to go, Bill. Whispering Bill Anderson right now, age 81, and 
still out there, very active, of course, just just a, a tremendous legend in country music and looking good in the music video. And he looks better than some of the other much younger country music stars <laughs> that are in that. I know. So I get the hiccups if you ever go this morning. Uh, that's that's probably fine. I've been breathing too much air too fast. You've probably been thinking about Waffle House like I have. But yeah, go, check it out. <laughs> it, uh, Bill Anderson with that Christmas theme music video speaking of country music legends we lost this man several years ago precious but i wanted to relay our trivia question and it was about a man who would have been born he was born on december 3rd of 1925 and had the original name of terry preston because someone told him he should change it but he went back to his real name and he became a star with hits like wings of a dove and gone and who is that mask man well, the answer of our trivia question, Ferlin Husky. He was also an actor appearing in 18 movies, and he played himself in the 1957 film Mr. Rock and Roll. Ferlin Husky, the answer to our trivia question. I think he died about seven years ago, but uh, a great singer. And th- Did he have a connection to Kentucky? Actually, he did. He, he uh, My cousin, um, who owned a, a country concert venue up in middle of nowhere, Kentucky, that seated you know, 300 people, which was a lot in that area, Kentucky. My cousin used to open up for him and he was always so gracious to my cousin. He, um, he was one of Jerry's MDA. He had muscular dystrophy. He passed away at a young age, but, uh, I have some cool pictures of him on stage singing in the wheelchair with Ferlin. Ferlin was just amazing as always. Yeah. Actually, Ferlin was a native of Gumbo, Missouri. So he's from the show me state and he died at the age of 85 back in 1925. But what a nice career that he had, and not only just country, but it crossed over. He actually was one of the first country singers to get a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. So that was a great honor for Ferlin Husky, country music and music legend on the Y'all Show. Love to share that information. Speaking of legends, we had a big day in music history happen this week. Back on December 4th, 1956, a guy named Elvis Presley, Carl Perkins, Johnny Cash, and Jerry Lee Lewis all posed for that famous picture at Sun Studios in Memphis, and the foursome conducted an impromptu jam session, which is subsequently dubbed the Million Dollar Quartet. Quartet. And sadly, Jerry Lee's the only one from that quartet left. And, uh, you know, I know you love Elvis and Sun Records and all that. What, what a great photo that many people have from 1956, December 4th, 56, is when that was taken right there on Union Avenue in Memphis. Yes, it's, I actually have a copy of that hanging that I got at Sun Studio in Memphis, hanging in my home office. So love it. Well, thank Guys. you very much, and we will get back with you next week. You have a good rest of your day. Have a good day, and I've got some special secret news next week Ooh, I'm going to share with you. We cannot wait. Ooh. Yes. All right, dear. Have All a right. blessed day, everyone. Bye-bye. All right, thank you. Precious Harris, everybody. Well, that will wrap today's Y'all Show. Always good to catch up with her and get all the news and notes from Nashville and all things music. We will be right back here tomorrow. We'll have our SEC Spotlight, and we'll have many, many more good nuggets of Southern goodness to pass along. You don't want to miss it. All that on the Thursday, y'all. Until that time, have a great rest of your PM. This is John Rawl on the Y'all Show. Talk with a Southern accent. Thanks for listening. Where 
are you going to celebrate the giving season? Skiing on the slopes, basking on the beaches, or hunkering down at home by the tree? Well, wherever you are, there's no better way to say happy holidays than with custom cards, calendars, and photo gifts from Vistaprint. And right now, you can get 50% off all holiday cards and calendars at vistaprint.com. Let me unwrap that deal again for you. That's half off every one of our holiday cards and calendars. There are hundreds of our newest card designs to choose from, whether you like a splash of festive greens or the flash of luxurious foil. And you can create a year's worth of joy by personalizing calendars with memorable pictures and a few key dates you never want to forget. Got a favorite picture? We have photo gifts for any budget, like custom canvases, mugs, and more. In fact, you can even upload a photo to Vistaprint directly from your phone. How simple is that? So get merry, get jolly, get 50% off all holiday cards and calendars. Plus, save on other photo gifts at vistaprint.com. Just enter promo code HOLIDAY. That's vistaprint.com, promo code HOLIDAY.